about to go down. Burning your ears with another all-killer and no-filler episode of the best motorsports radio on the planet. It's the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. With your host, Jim Beaver. Sliding trophy trucks, jumping razors, and dropping the mic at events across the country. Amy Hood. What's up, guys? I'm a professional fun haver, dirt bike rider, and monster truck driver. With support from Polaris Razor, General Tire, Subaru, and Dirtfish. Hang on tight, strap in, and get ready to smoke some tires and lay some roost. Here's the man who carries a steering wheel in one hand and a mic in the other. Jim Beaver. Good morning and welcome to the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver along with Amy Hood back in the studio, back from the Mint 400. And uh, I got to tell you, this race gets nothing but bigger, badder, better every single year. And, uh, man, we got some winners lined up today. We got the overall winner, Bryce B. Money Menzies. He is calling in, as well as Justin Lambert taking the overall UTV victory. And then we've got an interview with my good friend Antron Brown, who joined me in the Polaris Razor Star Car. We've got Supercross to talk about, IndyCar kickoff, and some shenanigans there on the last lap. Amy, I think you wrapped up Monster Jam, right, or do you have one round left? No, I wrapped up the Monster Jam Triple Threat Series, and now I have a week off, and then we head to Viva Las Vegas for World Finals 2018. It's going to be huge. Yeah, I'm... uh... World Finals is crazy. That, that's one, like, I don't know, people, like, book vacation time around that. It's like, uh, I don't know, I guess it would be like Monster. Uh, yeah, they do. It's, I, I think it's like, you know, it, it's, you've got Indy 500, you've got Daytona 500. I feel like we've got these massive motorsports events in this country, and I feel like Monster Jam World Finals, and I've always felt like this, it doesn't get its due because I know so many people who literally fly across country will not miss that. They take their kids out of school to make it happen. It's like it's the one event nobody talks – well, people in certain circles talk about it, but it's like it doesn't get enough love, I feel like, because it's it's massive. Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely huge. I mean, there's no place in the world that you're going to go see the very first monster truck front flip. You know, everybody pulls out all stops. It's it's just a wild, wild event. Yep. All right, we got to take a short break. We come back. We got lots to talk about here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. You want extreme performance, reliability, and the most fun you can have on four wheels? The Polaris Razor brings it to you. But you don't need to take my word for it. You can take theirs. I'm Tanner Faust, and I choose the Polaris Razor because it's the most fun you can have with a steering wheel. What's up? I'm Ronnie Renner, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the sickest, most reliable side-by-side on the planet. What's up, everybody? Heavy D from Diesel Brothers. Listen, I'm on Team Razor because it's hands down the best piece of machinery on the planet. I'm RJ Anderson, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the most fun, most capable machine. Action sports stars, TV personalities, and some of the best race car drivers in the world all choose Polaris Razor because it's the ultimate combination of power, suspension, agility, and fun. Find out more information on the web at PolarisRazor.com or follow at Polaris Razor on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and use the hashtag RazorLife to share your story. demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance, and that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help get you where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible, because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for 15% discount. 
the Subaru WRX and WRX STI. The 268-horsepower turbocharged Subaru Boxer engine rockets the WRX around corners and down straightaways. A race-ready 305-horsepower turbocharged Subaru Boxer engine keeps the WRX STI a rally legend. The Subaru WRX and WRX STI, it's not a sibling rivalry, it's a tag team. Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com rally. Since 1970, Casey Highlights has been designing and manufacturing performance lighting for off-road and motorsports, beginning with the legendary Daylighter up until today's revolutionary Flex, Pod, and Pro 6 lighting systems. Casey Highlights offers a full line of halogen, HID, and LED lighting solutions for your off-road vehicle. Looking for the best quality lighting? Looking for the brand champions choose? You're looking for KC Highlights. Find out more information at kchighlights.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Casey highlights. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. All right, we are back here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver, Amy Hood here. I'm getting back from the Mint 400. Amy's getting back from Monster Jam. We got lots to talk about. Those of you tuning in on Facebook Live, thank you. Tuning in live online, thank you. You listening in national syndication, thank you. Just thanks for tuning in. Um, it's you guys that keep this thing and keep all the wheels in motion. If you got any questions for Bryce Menzies, Justin Lambert, Antron Brown, hit them up in the comments on Facebook Live or tag me at Jim Beaver 15 or Amy at AmyHood71 on Twitter, and uh, we will try and get those cycled into today's show. Um, but talking about the Mint 400, I know you and I were texting most of the weekend, Amy. Um, this thing just keeps getting bigger. Like, contingency day used to be Friday. Now it's two days. Oh, wow. It's stretched to Thursday and Friday. It's like more parties, more concerts, like legit concerts. Um I don't know. It's like it, it, by the end of the weekend, though, they I got to really tell you, like, I am worn it, out. Though. What's that? They need to restructure it, though, again, so that it's the weekend that I have off before World Finals, what it used to be. I remember the first year that I went to the Mint, the reason I actually even got, you know, into Monster Jam was because I met some of the drivers who were getting ready for World Finals the following week. So, you know, they shifted the event <laughs> a week early because I have this weekend off. Next weekend's World Finals, they should have made the Mint this weekend. Because then you would have had the Mint 400, Monster Jam World Finals, and then the Vegas, you know, wrapping up Vegas Supercross. Well, you forgot that last weekend, the weekend before the Mint, was the Vegas NASCAR race. Oh, gosh, yeah. Like, bang, bang, bang. It's just, uh, I mean, it's too bad because I really wanted to participate in the Mint. And it's got a lot going on, obviously, with Monster Jam can't take any time off. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, the first year that I went there to what it is now, how much this event has grown, and not just the event alone, but, Jim, like, kind of in behind closed doors, hearing all my friends talk about it, you know, just the conversation about the Mint. And people are talking about it, and people are going, and whether they're going to watch, you know, they're going to be um, wrenching on somebody, or they just want to go to check out contingency, because obviously the two-day contingency is huge. Um, It's really gotten to be you know a, a, a popular event that um you know whether you're participating in it or going as a spectator you know people are talking about it and they're loving it and they're loving the progression of it and uh i can't wait to see what they do next year yeah so um yeah it's it's kind of surreal like it's a couple mile walk from one end of the of contingency to the other it's like it's oh, become yeah. like nuts my feet were just killing me all weekend long. Um, got to give a shout out to my friends at Vision Wheel. They got their nice semi there and uh, hospitality. So uh, it, and it was like midway through Fremont, so I always had a place to crash for fifteen twenty minutes and get something cold Ooh, to drink. Nice. Yeah, so it was really nice. Um, <laughs> but I got to so they brought the Miss Mint back this year, and uh, okay. I know in years past. They got some crap because, ah, mm-hmm. oh, you just picked the person with the biggest uh, Instagram following and, uh, you know, and this and that. And it, w- it wasn't about a dirt girl. And you know what I mean? Like, you've heard 
You've heard, uh, you've heard every, you know, you've heard oh, basically yeah. all of it, right? So this year, I got to give a shout out. My, so we've had him on this show before, um, Brandon Sims. Uh, he's Polaris Razor Factory guy. He's won the UTV Worlds. He's won the Mid Four Hundred. We've had him on the show. His girlfriend, I call, I call it his wife. They've been together forever. I don't know why you just didn't get down on a knee. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Bailey. She won Miss Mint this year, and she's actually helped out at the event before. She goes to all the races, helps Brandon out. So there's actually like a dirt girl that won the Miss Mint this year. And I'm looking at her Instagram profile right now, and she's only got 2,400 followers. So if you're listening, you need to go follow Bailey. Anyway, it's Bailey B underscore Marie. But this girl wasn't about the Instagram following. They picked a pure girl from the dirt this year. She's helped out and volunteered at the Mint. She wrenches on Brandon's car. She helps him out. Like, this is rad. Like, I don't know. I just think it's cool. That's that's awesome. I I appreciate that, too, because, yes, I, I did the Miss Mint con- contest the very first year. And, um, I mean, and we actually had a bunch of girls who actually drove. Me, Brojack, um, Candy Vanola. I mean, there was a lot of girls with a big social media following. Me and, you know, Brojack have a big following. But girls who actually know what they're talking about when it comes to, you know, anything other than a Manny, Manny Petty or, you know, your latest, like, Chanel bag. We could talk about the sport and we participated in it. And, um it was too bad that they chose, you know, somebody like a model. But now, you know, having girlfriends and sisters, I think it really opens the door to, you know, having these other girls who are coming to down to the races, you know, the kind of behind the scene ladies, like the like the girlfriends and the wives and the sisters of the drivers, um, you know, and other fellow female drivers themselves. You know, it it, it makes it a little bit more lighthearted and um, not just about a fashion show. It's 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 kind of open the door for everybody to be able to participate and feel welcome. Yeah, no, and so, the, the rap hey, part I is... Do, I do have to give a shout-out right now. Um, we have Bari, my fellow zombie driver for Monster Jam, tuning in, and he just texted me that he likes pedicures. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, what's up, Bari? I am calling you out right yeah. now. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is uh, Antron Brown that raced the, in, in the Razor Star car with me, he knows Bari, and we actually had a conversation on yeah, him. Bari and we, told me to tell him to give him a shout-out, yeah. too. We, we had a conversation on who was the better zombie Monster Jam driver. Antron was going with Bari, and I said, my girl Amy, she can take him. So, like, literally, we had this conversation in the motorhome at the Mint 400, and it was like Bari versus Amy. So it's almost like I feel like me and Antron need to fly into the Monster Jam World Finals, and, uh, and like, you guys need to have a shootout or something. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. But, yeah, um, I mean, Bari is part of the big show. And last year, obviously, I was a part of Young Guns um, or the Double Down Showdown. This year, it has not yet been announced who is in Double Down Showdown. So I can't say anything this week on the radio show, Jim. But next Tuesday, obviously, headed into the event, I will be able to talk a little bit more about that. But, yeah, no, Bari's definitely set the pace for me. It's cool having, you know, another teammate who is on a different tour that I can rely on for some advice. You know, if I'm trying to learn how to do a trick, I'm always messaging him how to do this, how to do that. So um, it's really cool. Again, like the whole vibe of Monster Jam is we're just, you know, a big a big group of friends who are, you know, relying on each other for advice because, I mean, it's not like we can go out to the practice track. i got to hit up Bari and ask him how to do, like, you know, moonwalks and really good sky wheelies and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so is it like – and i got to think, too, like, you know, you zombies got to stick – you zombies. You zombies got to stick together, you right? Like zombies got to stick together. Yeah, well, seriously, though, like, you know, you want to see people in the zombie T-shirts and zombie fans. Like, so whether they're at your tour or they're at his tour, like – you just want them a zombie fan, right? You want to see them in the crowd with the shirt. So it's like you guys got to stick together and grow like the zombie fan following together, right? Yeah, and it's cool because, um, you know, every year we get usually shuffled around and put on a different tour. So you have fans that come into our autograph line that, you know, I performed in Cleveland this year, and that is the home, you know, that's where Barry's from. But that's where Bari performed last year. And so people are coming and, you know, he had a great show and they love to tell me about how good he did last year and they can't wait to see what I can do. 
makes me have way more pressure. Thanks a lot. Like, gosh, <laughs> pressure's on now. But it's really cool because you get this conversation where people, you know, fall in love with one zombie and, you know, you can, you know, hopefully live up to their legacy. But but also, you know, it, it just shows like their, um, you know, love for the truck. And no matter who is driving it, you know, they become a zombie fan. So it's really cool that way where, um, you know, you create a fan one time and they, they stick with you for life, you and your truck, no matter who's behind the wheel. So, um, yeah, it's really cool that way. And I love that it shuffles us around. So, you know, people sometimes come to my line and they're like, excuse me, um, isn't there supposed to be a man driving zombie? <laughs> like, no. That's, <laughs> There's that's girl hard. zombies, too. <laughs> There's yeah. girl- zombies <laughs> will bite anybody. I, zombies I, will bite anybody. Extremely. Yeah, some people are very confused and don't get it, and I have to explain to them I'm not the cheerleader. (laughs) (laughs) You're not a zombie cheerleader. Uh... I'm not, yeah. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a short break. We come back. we got some Supercross to talk about. we got some IndyCar shenanigans, some more Mint 400. we got Bryce Menzies coming up this hour. Uh, we got a lot coming at you. It's a packed show today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back after this short commercial break here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. If you are age 85 or younger, call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage, and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. Call now. That's 800 508 5774. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most Popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517-800-932-5517-800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. And we are back here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. And before we get into talking about these IndyCar and Supercross shenanigans, uh, I got to say... Uh, Razor Turbo S, we talked about it last week on the show. It dropped literally right before we went to air. 
I got to see this thing in the flesh out at the Mint 400, and I got to tell you, this is an this is unlike any UTV you have ever seen. This thing, their tagline was "Unleash the Beast," and then you see it, and you're like, "Oh wow, I get it now." <laughs> the thing is just full on beast, like 32 inch tires. Um, it's just massive and you know wide, long travel. Uh, I'm telling you, if you haven't seen one of these yet, if you were not at the Mint, go to Polaris's website, check it out. This thing is a game changer in UTVs, make you throw rocks at anything you've seen before, and that's definitely the truth. I can't wait to drive one, get my hands on it, and uh, see what these things are capable of because the videos and stuff are just pretty insane. It looks like R.J. Anderson, they've got some winter, uh, winter video that uh, he shot in one. They built it up privately in secret for the launch, and so I think that video is dropping this week. So uh, lots of stuff coming out on the Turbo S Razor, but you can check it out uh, on the web, and I believe it's in dealer showrooms uh, pretty darn quick. Um, so Amy, I shot you over that video on IndyCar. So uh, IndyCar opener, those of you who don't know, I'm a massive IndyCar fan. Um, way more than NASCAR or any other traditional motorsport massive IndyCar fan. Um, I'm actually going to be at the Long Beach Grand Prix in a couple of weeks uh, doing some stuff for that. Um, I'll be, I think, at the Indy 500 this year and maybe a handful of other IndyCar events. So be prepared. IndyCar talk is coming. Uh, probably have Alexander Rossi on sometime soon, my my boy over there at Andretti Autosport. But uh, anyways, speaking of Alexander Rossi, we have to talk about um, the IndyCar – Basically, I don't know. Sebastian Bourdais ended up winning the race, but Rossi uh, got into it. Uh, Amy, did you watch this video clip? I did watch it. And obviously, I'm not overly, I'm not overly educated on Indy or NASCAR. I can't necessarily tell you whether the passes are clean or not. But, I mean, I, for the scenario and the situation going in and after watching some of the replays, like, I think that it was, I mean, I think it was pretty clean. Like, I hate to say it, but it was like a very clean block pass. Um, you know, the one guy came down on the other. The other one just kind of maintained his line. They're going around a corner. Um, I don't know. Like, you have to break this down for me because I don't know anything about IndyCar. You know, Supercross, you got guys coming slamming in, like, you know, riding the corners high, last lap, last corner before the finish line, and it's perfectly okay. So, I mean, I don't know where, really where they do draw the line. We talk about it quite often, though. You know, is it is it right to make a pass like that that puts, you know, another driver completely out on the last lap? You know, I know it was for the win, but now, you know, that that rider, that driver is completely out of the game for the whole event, <laughs> which yeah, I think is unfair. So, so yeah, I, and I've thought about this. And I'm biased because I know Rossi – and he's a friend of the show, so I'm biased, right? But Wiccan's like, yeah. I, this is like, we, we got we to look at it. And we'll, we'll break it down in Supercross terms, right? Like, he left the door wide freaking open. Like, like I yeah. mean, and even Paul Tracy, who, IndyCar legend, he goes, look, he goes, I, if Rossi didn't try and make that move, he's like, I would question him as a race car driver. Like, it wasn't like he was he, – he left it wide open. Like, it was like you had to tuck your nose in there. He got punted. It wasn't on purpose. Rossi got a little loose, probably drove in a little too hard. But just like Supercross, they leave the door open like that. Somebody's going to tuck in, and he may – you know, elbows get a little wider. And uh, I guess we see some elbows uh, getting a little wider in IndyCar there. But, like, I don't know. It's been drama on the internet, like literally blowing up everywhere. Um, and it's like 50-50 split on – uh, you know, whether it was, it was just like Supercross, you know, and, and it was like the pass last year at the end where Zacco took the championship, right? Like, there's half the people think it's cool, half of them think, oh, he's a jackass. Like, you just, it's the same way. I'm siding with Rossi on this one. He left the door I open. I it was an overly aggressive pass. No. But that's the thing. It wasn't, it was not an overly aggressive pass. I don't think, you know, yeah, again, if he wouldn't have made that with that opportunity placed in front of him, People would start questioning his driving, yeah. absolutely. Like that's, like that's just a rookie move. I am, but the only reason that there is going to be internet trolls, I think, is because, you know, it, it left the other guy out for the count. I mean, if it, I feel like yeah. he would have made that pass like a little bit cleaner, and you know, no one would talk or say anything about it. But you're going to have Rossi fans, and you're going to have people who hate Rossi. So you're going to have, you know, a people pro or con it either way you look at it so yeah. it is what it is but i do think that 
Um, I think it was I think it was fair game, man. You gotta leave that door open. A smart driver is gonna take advantage of it, especially when it's coming down to the win on the last lap. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, two laps to go or whatever it was. Yeah. I were I'm rolling with Rossi on this one. I think it was fair. Wiggins left the door open, so that's our take on it. You guys have a different take. Hit us up on Facebook Live or on Twitter. Let us know how you feel. But we're moving on. Sebastian Bourdais ended up winning. Good to see him back in the winner's circle after he damn near died at the Indy 500. Like, And I was there when it happened. Like, Literally, everybody thought Sebastian was dead. Um, to come back and do what he's done, be on top of the box, that's insane, and he has become one of Amazing. my favorite guys in IndyCar. He's so nice at the Indy 500 when I met him and got to interview him. So uh, stoked to see him back on on his A game and uh, while well, leading the championship in IndyCar. So we got Phoenix, Long Beach Grand Prix uh, coming up for IndyCar. We'll be talking more about that. But uh, moving on, Supercross. Um, I didn't get to watch Supercross. a ton of Supercross, oh it, but it was Daytona. God. It was Daytona, I, the big one. So, you uh, cannot miss Daytona. Yeah. I was racing the mid 400. Give me some slack here. I know. That is like the one race that you cannot miss because Daytona is almost like, you know, the monster, the the monster million. You get the Joker Lane three moto format. Daytona is outdoor style track, you know, aggressive. The track is so rough. It is such a gnarly event. And, you know, it's always some crazy fluke of a blue moon that someone randomly, you know, pulls it together and wins that, you know, not supposed to win at all. Or, you know, it really sets the pace also with this outdoor style track to give you a preview of what's to come for the outdoor series because, it, it you know, the track is not a super cross track at all. Um it, it's tough and gnarly. It has the outdoor feel, and you see guys like obviously Jeremy Martin, um, you know the, the top runners, Cooper Webb too, who we know is a great outdoor rider. Also, you know, and Jeremy's had a hard time making making it on the box um, for Supercross, and you give him the you know throw this outdoor style track at him, boom, finish second overall. Like great preview for what's to come for outdoors. But gotta give a hand down to our man Justin Brayton. He is the oldest rider to ever finish and ever pull a win in Supercross. Slow clap, man. Slow clap for Justin Brayton. That is absolutely incredible, Jim. No, he's having a good year. This is a guy, you want to talk about calling it wrong at the beginning of the year. I don't want to say calling it wrong because both yeah. El Ombre was our guy. I mean, both of us talked about it before the season. Like, this dude can put it all together. He's got a chance at a championship. But Brayton, he's sitting in top three in points. Like, I did not see that ever in any world seeing Brayton in the top no. three in points. No, not at all. And again, this guy is the oldest um, rider in Supercross. I'm trying to find his age here. I kind of, kind of lost it. Uh, there we go. It's kind of Anyways, he has one event win right now. He's currently sitting in third over, you know, Eli Tomac, Cooper Webb, and Cole Steely and Barsha. Like, yeah, you know, it just goes to show that you know the 450 class uh, really. You know, the, these veterans who know how to put a whole full aggressive season together, you know, kind of that slow locomotive, we always talk about it. You don't got to be the bride. You can be the bridesmaid all season long and be right there and then, you know, turn up that dial come into the season when everybody else is crashed out, burnt out, you know, plagued with injuries. These guys who have been sitting kind of, you know, fourth and fifth all season long, this is where their time to shine now. And Brayton being a very, you know, veteran seasoned athlete, he knows exactly how to play it for a championship. He knows when to conserve and when to turn up that dial. And I feel like that's exactly what his strategy has been all season. And that's what we're seeing right now. And I mean, the guy pulled out a win at one of the toughest, gnarliest rounds of Supercross. And I, I couldn't be more proud of him. Yeah. Well, I'm just looking like at the points right now and his points like Anaheim 16 points, Houston 17, Anaheim 19, Glendale 16. Like he's just like you said, the locomotive, he finally, you know, took 26 points at Daytona. Um, but he just plug it along, plug it along, plug it along. And then you got a guy like Tomac. He's one point, no points, 26, 26, 10, one. Yeah. He's like all over the grid. All he's over. like winner wad, you know, <laughs> and it's like, oh, and it he's is. just chipping away. Brayton is chipping away. I mean, it's going to be tough to catch El Ombre because he's just riding on another level right now. 
But yeah, but I, you know, Justin Brayton is right there behind Marvin Muscan. I mean, he's only 13 points behind uh, Marvin, and you know, if Justin can continue, um, you know, to be uh, consistent, and I don't think you're going to see a lot of mistakes from him. I think you know he's he's been there, done that, and I think he knows exactly you know the cards to play each and every you know event that. I think I think we might see him, and you know, I we all love Marvin Muscan. You can't not love the guy, but I, you know, I love rooting for the underdog, and I would really like to see Justin Brayton, you know, finish second overall, and you know, hopefully that'll help him and give him a good boost for outdoor season. But you know, I just love to see people not, you know, throw in the towel when their career gets tough, and you see that with a lot of guys and he's really like kind of following the footsteps of Kevin Windham and Chad Reed and, you know, being this guy who's been around for so long, but we always continue to see him, you know, sign contracts every year and still be right there every year. So it's, uh, it's really cool to see. And I, we really try to got to try to get him on the show because yeah. I'd love to pick his brain. And he was always so nice when I used to work for a motorcycle superstore and, you know, do, uh, um, track interviews like he was always down to interview was very nice and pleasant like great guy to talk to yeah we'll definitely have to reach out to him but we got to take a short break because coming up after the break we got bryce menzies online here on the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor i'm polaris rider jim beaver i race trophy trucks professionally host the down and dirty radio show and also travel the country announcing motorsports events i've seen it all and trust me i've done most of it so when it comes time to relax on the weekend nothing is better than taking time with my family in our razor vehicles they've got the reliability i need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain if you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands down most capable off-road machines in the world look no further than Polaris and their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Your life demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance, and that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help get you where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible, because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Since 1970, Casey Highlights has been designing and manufacturing performance lighting for off-road and motorsports. Beginning with the legendary Daylighter up until today's revolutionary Flex, Pod, and Pro 6 lighting systems, Casey Highlights offers a full line of halogen, HID, and LED lighting solutions for your off-road vehicle. Looking for the best quality lighting? Looking for the brand champions choose? You're looking for KC Highlights. Find out more information at kchighlights.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KC Highlights. Life is all about sound. The sound of sports. The sound of the racetrack. And the sound of your vehicle. Don't drive around listening to this. Drive around listening to the sound of performance. Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson Exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV exhaust at GibsonPerformance.com and get more power and more sound. The Subaru WRX and WRX STI, a 268 horsepower turbocharged Subaru boxer engine, rockets the WRX around corners and down straightaways. A race-ready 305-horsepower turbocharged Subaru boxer engine keeps the WRX STI a rally legend. The Subaru WRX and WRX STI, it's not a sibling rivalry, it's a tag team. Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com slash rally. Want the latest from Jim Beaver and Amy Hood? Follow at Jim Beaver 15 and at Amy Hood 71 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jimmy, we're Amy Hood here, joined on the line by Mint 400 champion Bryce Menzies. How is everything going, my man? Hey. Going pretty good, guys. How are you? Yeah, I'm going to say it, it, it can't awesome. be bad, right? It can't be bad right now. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah, dude, uh, congrats on this one. Um, this is what, second Mint 400 victory for you, right, overall? Yeah, we won it in uh, 2013, and then um, this year. So it's it's taken a while to win it again, but um, you know this this one was pretty big. There was uh, pretty much every heavy hitter in the trophy truck class that came out, and uh, a little bit of rain, but uh, we pulled it off for the hometown win. So it was good. Yeah, and I know this course. I think this one was probably one of the roughest mint 400s I've ever seen. I don't know about you. I mean, you're from Vegas. You've seen that desert, but um, I don't know. It just seemed like it was extra brutal this year. Well, and to throw yeah, think, rain in the mix, I don't think it's something people really, pre- like, you know, plan for, having, you know, the mid-400 in the Vegas desert. I mean, I think rain must have kind of shaken up uh, a lot of strategy at all, or? Yeah, I mean, when you when you think of rain in Vegas, you usually think about, about 10 minutes of rain, but it rained all day long, and uh, it actually was in perfect condition. It, it made the dust kind of settle down a little bit, but it also made yeah. the course, I think, that much rougher because the, the score edges were so rough so gnarly that by the third lap um you know i thought the truck was going away just because of how rough the course got and i think all that money i won i'm gonna have to spend on chiropractors this week because my body's definitely beat <laughs> up but um it was well worth it yeah well and uh i was just i was just looking up the results and uh you know i i was so preoccupied during race weekend with our own program um I, you do that was a close one uh, when you crossed the line, I mean, 30 seconds, uh, you know, uh, not even 30. It was like 27 seconds, something like that. I mean, it was it was tight. Yeah, going out on the last lap, my, my game plan was uh, to take it easy the first two laps and kind of let the race come to me because um, in the past, you know, I pushed pretty hard, and it seems like we're always leading and then had the truck break. So um, this one was I wanted to make sure the truck was under me on the last lap, and I think my dad said it best was I think I held off a little too long because going out in the last lap, I was down about two and a half minutes to Dolly. And to try to make up that much time on um, him is, is very hard. So we pushed extremely hard on the last lap. And he actually got a flat and we caught him in the quarry at like race mile 67. And I could see his bumper. And uh, right after that, he must have got some split times because he pushed like no other. And we had him by, I think, 55 seconds there. And coming into the finish, my dad, I think, told me I had 10 seconds split time. So I told my co-writer, Jake, just to hold on in that short course section. Uh, we were going to give it all or nothing, and we threw everything at it. <laughs> we ended up winning by 28 seconds. So after five and a half hours, wow. of racing, 28 seconds is incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, and we've talked about this before, but it seems like trophy truck racing's getting to that point. Like years ago, it was you finished, you podiumed. Um, you know, we're talking 15 years ago at this point, but now, I mean, it, it's full on. Like, you know, we're talking NASCAR splits, and this 27 seconds, we've seen stuff in Baja with, you know, like three or four type of seconds. I mean, it, it's like pit crew's got to be dialed in. I mean, it, it's like you practice and pit stops. Everything is like, you know, it's like a dance, like choreographed dancing now, you know what I mean, it, it, in pits, just like it is in NASCAR because, you know, when you when a mint 400 after 400 miles is decided by a few seconds, like, you know, every single thing you do counts, right? Yeah, it, it's incredible. I mean, my guys um, definitely pulled it off really good. Our last pit um, going out on the last lap was 30 seconds for fuel and tires, so um, everything comes into play these days. I mean, it used to be like what you said, you'd win by 30 minutes if you just had a truck that just lasted and finished. Where now, um, if you have one flat tire, it's like you're going to lose a race. That's how good the competition is and how far um, this sport has gone. The progression of the parts are lasting. Um, everybody's testing all new stuff. So it, it's really cool to see how far our, our sport has grown and the technology that has gone into these trucks and and that's what it comes down to. I mean, I won the Baja 500 over B.J. Baldwin by 11 seconds, and then we just won the Mint 400 by 28 seconds. So it's getting intense out there, and um, you got to be very smart, and you got to have the crew to get um, those pits done really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, switching gears here, too, I know we haven't caught up, but we caught up before you went to Dakar. Um, I just want to talk about that experience real quick. We'll get back to the Mint 400. I mean, I know things didn't go your way, and we don't need to get into that, but 
I mean, what was your takeaway from Dakar? What can you apply to Desert? And, and, you know, when you go back to Dakar, I'm assuming next year, I mean, you know, everybody talks about Dakar, and it's like it almost takes a, a year of just being there to experience it and, and learn, you know, before, you know, before you can actually kind of apply everything because it's so vastly different than anything else that, that anybody can do anywhere in the world. I mean, what, you know, how was that whole experience this year, Bryce? Um, you know, it was it was amazing and very disappointing at the same time. I mean, we, we didn't get the car in time. We got it uh, last minute, but Mini did an amazing job on building a new two-wheel drive car, and we went out the first day and only had about 20 to 30 miles on testing the car, so um, it just wasn't ready. The shocks, um, I wasn't comfortable in the car, so to come away with the first stage, we ended up fourth, only 28 seconds down to the lead, and um, kind of had a little bit too much confidence going into day two, and um, we were going and my co-writer Pete, you know, he called out a double caution and we both looked at it and we're like, it's a, it's a speed bump. And I slowed down from hundred miles an hour to 60 and, uh, the front end of the car took it, but the rear just, it went full bottom and then it compressed the tire and just, um, flipped over. And that, that was probably the hardest crash I think I've ever had in my career. That's and, and just knowing <laughs> that, you know, every, everybody back home in America was, you know, rooting for me and, um, to go out on day two, was, it was very devastating. But, you know, I learned from it. And, um, you know, we're going to do a bunch of testing with the car this year and, and race, um, you know, four to five rallies this year with it to get ready for Dakar next year. And, and that's my goal. You know, I, I have a five-year plan to, to race Dakar and hopefully be the first American to ever win in a four-wheel four -wheel car. So um, that's the plan with me and Minnie. And we're going to meet this week. Actually, I have a meeting with them in L.A., um, to kind of go over what our strategy is for the year and what we want to do. And um, hopefully we could represent the U.S. the right way and go back and finish this rally and do well. Yeah, well, and I think that's that's rad that, you know, there's a five-year commitment, and especially being able to go and do yeah, the other rallies. <laughs> yeah, being able to go and do the other rallies because, you know, it's just and develop this car. I mean, it's like you guys are all in with this program, and I feel like to be successful at Dakar, it's it's one of those things you have to be. You can't – it's not one of those things you, you, you can halfway halfway do and be competitive, right? You've got to be all in or, or you're just not – going to be able to be successful at that world level you know and it's like i i haven't been to dakar yet but from everybody i talk to you know we we see trophy trucks and things like that and we think we're at an elite level but you go to dakar and you see these factory programs and it's like wow it's it's really like formula one off-road right yeah it's, it's definitely very intense and um to go over there and be i think we had five americans over there with uh racing some bikes and some cars and um, it definitely puts a lot of pressure on you to, to see these factory teams and the, the effort that they threw in there. And that's kind of why um, I wanted to make sure. I had offers to go over quite a while ago, but I wanted to, to really commit and have a, a five-year program. If, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it right and, and be able to go over and experience it. You know you're not going to go over and win the first year. I mean, that car is so brutal. And these guys have been racing this race for 20 years. So um, to just get that experience was the biggest thing. And and that's what was kind of tough to go out on day two. We tried to see if we could fix the car, but there was just no fixing it. It was totaled. Um, so we're just going to, you know, do the rallies this year. And Silkway was a huge, a huge benefit for me to go do and really know what 18 days of racing is like because, I mean, it wears on your body and your mind like no other. Where ball 1,000, I mean, it's very tough, but you only race for one day. It's not 18 mm -hmm. days long, so it's very brutal. Yeah. So what's how do you how do you train for an eighteen day race? You know, mentally, like you said, it you know, eventually it's not even something that wears on your body, but it kind of messes with your mind. And you know, Jim's talked about certain races before where you kind of almost like lose yourself and you're just you know in, in a trance in a daze. But how do you like how do you prepare for that? Do you go spend eighteen days out in the the, the desert in Vegas, or you know, what's your kind of I game plan getting mentally prepared for something like that? Yeah, I mean, going into uh, Silkway, we kind of had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. And um, I mm -hmm. kind of looked at it like, oh, it's a rally. It can't be that tough. And by day seven, <laughs> I'm like, man, this is probably the most brutal thing I've ever done in my life. So before Dakar, I really, uh, I really trained. I worked as hard as I could. Uh, Red Bull um, has some amazing trainers that actually live in Vegas. So I was training five days a week on a, a regimen of eating program, of working out, and just um, – Towards the end, it was uh, trying to stay up for about 10 to 12 hours every single day to just prepare my, myself mentally yeah. and physically because that's what you're doing. You're in the car for 10 to 12 hours every single day. You get about four hours of sleep 
every night at the most. So it, it definitely wears on you, and you have to be mentally strong. If you're not, then um, you're never going to make or never going to win this race for sure. Yeah. So wow. what's uh, what's what's the plans for this year? I mean, I know you said you're going to mix in a few rallies, which you know, mixing against you know some of those you know rally raids that that takes up a huge chunk of time. I know you told me like last year you thought you were doing abbreviated schedule both with short course. And with desert, I mean, what's the plans for this year? I know I saw your post. We're going to see you at Cranon this year, which is what everybody's excited about. Um, but past that, I mean, what's uh, what, what's the plans for for Menzies Motorsports this year? Yeah, this year's going to be pretty busy. I think um, every single month we have a race. But I'm going to do, I think, at least six short course races. I think we have two that we're going to miss just because of rally races. Um, I'm going to do the full score um, series, try to go for another championship, and then. Um, we just did the Mint. We're going to do Vegas Reno, and um, I think that's about it. But we're also going to do uh, four rallies this year. I think we're going to do hopefully Qatar, um, Silkway, one of the Baja Italy races, hopefully, and then um, Dakar starting again next year. Wow, man, it's uh, it's going to be a packed schedule for you. And uh, not only that, I mean, mixing in a, an engagement too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a wedding in the December, so that that's taking a lot of my time as well. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. She's an amazing girl, and um, I'm very lucky to have her. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, buddy. Congrats again on the Mint 400 win. Always fun catching up, and uh, we will definitely have to, to talk soon, buddy. For sure. Thank you guys for having me on, and uh, look forward to talking to you guys soon. All right. Thanks, Bryce. Thank you, and congratulations Have a good again. One. All right. That was Bryce Menzies, Mint 400 champ. Uh, <laughs> want to talk about a busy guy, Amy Hood. I mean, geez, like, uh, he's, his schedule's about as crazy as your Monster Jam schedule, I think. I mean, and and he's, like, globetrotting, and wow. You know, race cars yeah. on every corner well, of the I planet. Mean, we drive every single weekend, though, not every month. Yeah. Um, you know, I do feel like the professional motocross racer uh, has a similar schedule to me as well. You know, every single weekend they go back to back to back. Yeah. The thing about those, uh, you know, desert guys, they got luxury. They got to race every every month. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm just uh, giving them a hard time. Mixing, but, mixing in short course, uh, rally raid, desert, like uh, different mix of vehicles. It's, it's cool, yeah. Wow. It's cool he does a little bit of everything. So though. talented, too. You know, talented driver. Yeah, we've seen him. I mean, we've seen him in rallycross when he teamed with Pastrana, and uh, dude is just super talented. Uh, stoked to stoked to have him on air. Um, you know, good to see him back on, on top of the box uh, there at the Mint 400. Uh, it was an awful close race, though, coming down two seconds. We'll get into that later on in the show. Yeah, but, that's uh, incredible. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we got to take a short commercial break. Uh, when we come back. Um, got some news coming out of uh, Lucas Oil Off-Road on this weekend's event. And then we've got some results, uh, Best of the Desert results, brought to you by General Tire. All that coming up next here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Want the latest from Jim Beaver and Amy Hood? Follow at Jim Beaver 15 and at Amy Hood 71 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. 
you only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Want the latest from Jim Beaver and Amy Hood? Follow at Jim Beaver 15 and at Amy Hood 71 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor Post Mint 400 Edition. Just getting done with Bryce Menzies, your overall race winner. Coming up, hour number two, we got Justin Lambert on the line, your UTV overall winner, and my Polaris Razor Star Car teammate, Antron Brown who is going to be in action in Florida this weekend at the NHRA Gator Nationals. Um, those of you planning on going to Glen Helen this weekend for the Lucas Oil Off-Road Kickoff, I have some bad news for you. That event has been canceled or postponed, I guess, till like September. Um, so, uh, bummer, I guess. It's the most bizarre announcement, Amy Hood. Um, so we're like a, we're like what, a week before the race. They announced this last night. Not, I don't know, not a week, but five, six days. They're postponing it due to the weather mm-hmm. forecast. They haven't necessarily got bad weather yet, but they're thinking they're going to get weather this weekend. So they're canceling the race and it's an off-road race and mm-hmm. in a short course with mud mm-hmm. and, I'm, and it was an only one day event and everybody's like, well, if cancel the Saturday night race, just run it on Sunday. If there's sun. Like, to, like to me, it's like there's got to be another story here. Like, uh, most of the drivers are like, "Yeah, just let us race, right?" Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Anyways, they're postponing it. It sucks because it's Glen Helen. Um, it's SoCal. Everybody loves going to Glen Helen, and um, so yeah. I feel like the Californians don't know what to do when it's planning on raining, but it is actually <laughs> planning on raining all week here. Like, I'm in California right now gloomy it's been raining on and off it's supposed to be wet all week and so i think maybe they don't know how to prepare for it yeah maybe it's gonna you know people commuting and transporting in and out like i just feel like all hell breaks loose when there's a drop of rain and california goes into a state of panic and doesn't know how to handle it so that might be the case yeah, well, <laughs> there's a truth there. Uh, there's a lot of truth in that statement. So, yeah, uh, Lucas O, Glen Helen, it is postponed until September. I guess they're giving you, if you bought a ticket already, free passes to the September race, something like that. So um, hopefully you didn't book hotel rooms that are unable to be canceled or something like that. But uh, anyways, that's the news coming out of Lucas Oil. We're going to take a short break. We come back. we got some Best of the Desert results brought to you by General Tire coming right at you after this break. Want the latest from Jim Beaver and Amy Hood? Follow at Jim Beaver 15 and at Amy Hood 71 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Can't get enough of your team? SB Nation's 300-team regional and sports-centric communities are built just for you. Join your fellow fans at SBNation.com for all the best sports news, conversation, and opinion. SBNation.com. Your team, your community. <laughs> 